0: into the me, to this. it's thursday the 9th of december welcome to afternoon sport tim gilbert here i'm joined by my co-host shane lee and shane one of the pressing questions i have for you this morning because i was pondering it and there was so much expectation where was shane lee for the first ball of the ashes series of 21-22
1: Mate, I wasn't sitting in a pub. I was actually at home, Tim, and um, wow. I thought it would be a good chance to – I definitely wanted to watch the first ball as we, we, we've spoken about a few times on this show. But mm. I got uh, – my fridge has been on to blink, so I, I got a refrigeration mechanic to come over and he was – sort of had his head in my freezer fixing it. When Mitchell Stark bowled that first ball, and I jumped off the lounge screaming, he jumped up and smashed his head on the top of my fridge. Just ball, bloke. I scared the absolute shit out of him. But um, yeah, he, it was pretty quiet in my house until that point. But uh, a big weekend and a big start for the Aussies in the Ashes series.
0: Oh, he's whacked his head into a frozen <laughs> lamb roast. That's a story to tell going forward. Now, get around our auction. It's a sensational charity, of course, the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There are some amazing things that we have there for you to buy, including a cricket clinic with Test cricket star, Nathan Lyon, who, of course, is featuring in this Ashes series. That will go to some lucky person before Christmas. Find out more, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction get involved now today huge chat point of course around the ashes day one an absolute disaster for England there's a bit of a blow up in the NBL with a couple of owners and Ash Barty gets another gong now there's nothing like a healthy Head of hair shame when I first met you those blonde flowing locks well they had a life of their own yes Timmy as they say look after your hair and everything else will take
1: care of itself now I've got something for you too Timmy even with that silver fox look it's called main hair care
0: oh main hair care I know it I absolutely love it yes mate specialised
1: men's hair care targeting scalp
0: conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product, it really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane.
1: Yep, not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful.
0: Main hair care, I'm going to get it on today.
1: And that's spelled M A N E, mainhaircare.com.
0: First ball, bang! Gone. Mitchell Stark, so much expectation. Shane Warne said he shouldn't be there. But, uh, Brett, obviously your brother was very much on the Mitchell Stark bandwagon. And, uh, mate, he started in perfect fashion.
1: Absolute perfect fashion, Timmy. Um, Rory Burns, uh, that was his sixth duck for this, uh, for 2021 calendar year. Um, and, and what a great start for the Aussies. Uh, left-hand batter, Mitchell Stark bowling away swingers to him, but bowling around his legs, hitting leg stump. First ball, and wasn't he pumped? He ran through and he was, yeah, he really started the Aussies off on a good note and then bowling bowling England out for 147. But Pat Cummins, the new captain, taking... The honours, mate, with five for 38, and uh, Australia in a very, very good
0: position, weather permitting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they didn't get to 150, the English. Uh, you would expect the Aussies. It was a very green wicket. You expect the Aussies to get well past that. You, you would do.
1: Um, only resistance came from um, Butler, 38, and, uh, and, uh, and Pope, 35. But you would think, yeah, the wicket's still going to be a bit slow, and, and it's going to move around, but... You think once the Aussies get in, they could put on a, a decent score here. But yeah, once again, there's still a lot of rain about in the next couple of days, Tim.
0: Yeah, there looks like there is a bit, doesn't there? Cameron Green, this was a funny little piece, wasn't it? Cameron Green, of course, he's uh, he's been in the Australian cricket team a little while now. He's still only 22 years of age, but... He had a a number of near misses over the past 12 months to get his first test wicket. Finally, he got it and he celebrated in great fashion and he apologised when he came back to the sheds.
1: He seems like a really nice fella. Uh, Pat Cummins said he's very, very polite, uh, young Cameron Green, Mm -hmm. and um, he thought he went over the top a bit, but when you've waited 12 months for your first wicket, I think you should be able to celebrate. And Pat Cummins said that to him, mate. You can celebrate how you want in test cricket because
0: every wicket's special and, uh, and you should enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Shane Warney always has a lot to say. He's one of the most successful commentators um, uh, in cricket these days because he really gets it out there, has a laugh, has a crack. But with that comes a little bit of washback. And Steve Smith's given him a call. He has. Um, Steve Smith,
1: uh, he's he's known for doing this. He doesn't mind picking up the phone and and challenging someone. Um, I think there is mutual respect there. Warney did some work with him when he was bowling leg spin. Mm. Um, He bowls sort of leg spin part time now, but... uh, yeah, he really challenged Warner. Warner's point was basically, um, why is Warner still banned for life for any leadership role? And Steve Smith is now allowed to come back as vice captain. Warner has a point, but I, I think um, Steve Smith has paid a massive price. Forget about Warner. He's paid a massive price um, for what he did and his involvement in Sandpaper Gate. Um, and I think he's the right man to be vice-captain to Pat Cummings.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and he captained the side for three years, and he he fell on his sword because he was captain yep. without being complicit in what happened, and if you read the tea leaves, it was very different for the other two. So, look, I can understand why mm. they've made him vice-captain. The only thing that I didn't completely comprehend was why didn't they just make him captain for the next couple of years and then bring Pat Cummings through, but the, that's that's – up to the selectors yep. and Pat Cummins proved on day one that he can handle it. Now, the Sixers uh, had a good win over the Hurricanes, so they keep soaring along in the Big Bash. The Scorchers, uh, of course, got home against the Heat in the Big Bash, so that winds up. There's so much Big Bash cricket, which is great, um, but um, staying across it all sometimes is a bit of a challenge. Now, two friends of the show here, Shane. Of course, we talk about uh, a little bit of a blow-up between Steve Smith and Shane Warne. Um, Dory Kadahi, who, of course, owns the Illawarra Hawks, and mm. Sydney Kings owner Paul Smith, who are both great blokes. A little bit of a Barney going on, a little bit of spice there in the NBL.
1: Yeah, Paul Smith going on SEN and, and making comments about uh, the Hawks, um, how they were spying on them <laughs> uh, during training. Uh, Dory Kadahi's come out and said, basically, well, no, I, we were not doing that, and uh, your comments are almost uh, defamatory. Um, so pull, pull your manners back in. Paul Smith is the is the uh is the note from dory but um yeah no love lost there between these two teams they're going to be right up there this season and um yeah i love to see that the two owners getting really really involved here it, it adds a lot of spice to the competition which is great
0: it is good isn't it i love a little bit of yeah. needle. um
1: it's it's just adds to the color of the whole thing totally agree, mate totally agree and i think um you know you're probably going to see these two teams fighting it out i think for for the title this year
0: yeah and we've got so much talent in the nbl uh extraordinary amount of talent and uh With a couple of these guys coming back from overseas with this NBA experience, it's just going to make it better going forward. Now, stay with us because we have so much to get through. We're going to talk tennis. The Australian Open is just around the corner. Ash Barty gets another gong. AFL, Olympics and much more. So, Shane, Ash Barty won her second WTA Player of the
1: Year award. She has, and she deserves it once again. Yes, the WTA Player of the Year, um, best player on the circuit. And, um, look, she's going to go into this Australian Open, I think, uh, in a really good frame of mind. Um, I think in front of a Melbourne crowd that have been longing for this event for a couple of years. And, um, yeah, she's going to be uh, at the top of her game and, and hopefully she'll be able to secure this title that she's been uh, after since she started playing tennis.
0: Yeah, end of an era for so many. Serena Williams not coming to the Australian Open in 2022. And uh, obviously Roger Federer is in the twilight. Nadal's in twilight. But definitely
1: Serena um, just said she is not physically where she needs to be to compete. She's 40 years of age, um, as you said. Um, Novak Dokovic, although his um, name is on the card now to play, no one still knows whether he's vaccinated or not. Um, and he's looking at some sort of loophole. Uh, officials are saying there are no loopholes, mate, so we're going to see how that plays out. But he's been named. Until he says he's not vaccinated, I suppose they can't make a stance either way.
0: Well, part of me thinks he already is vaccinated, this bloke. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah
1: just being difficult as usual, I think.
0: Oh, uh, the old Novak Djokovic. i tell you what, what he does yep. do out here when he comes, he wins, doesn't he? He just wins and wins and wins. Yep. Uh, now, the Olympic Games, this whole diplomatic drama with Beijing slash China. Uh, Australia, the latest to join the US in a diplomatic boycott. Yeah, the US pulled out of
1: the, the Winter Olympics over there due to human rights abuse. Um, China said they will pay for that, uh, the US, um, but haven't responded since um, and Scott Morrison has got onto the bandwagon as well and pulled out, so it doesn't really help our relationship with China, Tim. But uh, I can see where they're going here. But it still, it'll still mean athletes will will compete. It just mean officials won't go along to the uh, actual event themselves,
0: which is probably a good thing anyway. Yeah. Saved us some money. <laughs> Saved the gravy train <laughs> That's a bit. It. Um, Now, it's really interesting to see the growth, and it has been interesting to see the growth of women's sport over the past few years, both here in Australia and around the world. Mm -hmm. I think that we're going to see a real spike in 2023, which is only a year and a half away or a year and a bit away, with the Women's World Cup coming to Australia. One thing is we're seeing the progression, we're seeing participation, we're seeing excellence on the field, but for coaches, we're, we're not seeing a lot of female coaches taking the roles of you Know looking after the women's team, we're seeing it in some of the uh the W league sides. Uh, but the AFLW are going to put things in place to work towards 2030, where they get uh, by then a 50% split of male and female coaches in the AFLW. Yeah, but once again, it should be the, the, the best man
1: or woman for the job here, Tim. Um Unfortunately, what happens with uh, what we've seen with female sport, as you mentioned, it's coming along nicely and we're seeing women now becoming allowed to become more professional because they're getting paid. But without that experience, it's really, really hard to then become coach overnight. Um, hence why you're seeing a lot of men fill those positions because a lot of men who have played professional sport themselves haven't had a position in men's sport. They can now go back and um, and help, help the women get to a professional point of view, but um, you will see more and more women as they play professional sport, go through their own careers, start to do more coaching. Um, you would know, have to be a player to be a good coach
0: but it does help. Yeah, and, and it's up to the organisations and the sports bodies to build programs to motivate uh, women when sure. they finish playing to yep. go into these, because uh, there's, there's a whole stack of coaching courses that needs to be, need to be done to actually hit the top. Um, so, yeah, we'll watch that. Uh, it's an interesting initiative there. Now, uh, in the world game, what about the Western Sydney Wanderers knocked out of the FFA Cup, not by a fellow A-League team, but... An NPL team, an NPL team called Apia Leichhardt.
1: Um, Timmy beat them two one. Um, it's actually the second time this uh, this club, Apia Leichhardt, have beaten um, uh, a major team. They, I think, three years ago, they beat Melbourne Victory. Um, so they've got some really, really good players. or have a good culture or something's going on there because they're knocking off some, some big teams,
0: um, but a huge win for them and very, very disappointing for the Western City Wanderers. Yeah, and this fight in the F1, I'll tell you what, it's making F1 fans love the whole competition and the closeness of Verstappen and Hamilton, and it's as tight as tight. Obviously, it's gone down to the final race to see who will be the title holder, but um, those that... Uh, are close to the sport, those that love the history of the sport, uh, are saying that it's a little ridiculous and a little embarrassing the way that it's all played out. Yeah, they're saying that
1: some of the greats may be turning in their graves, mate, watching exactly what's going on here. Um, These two, neither is going to take a backward step in this last race in Abu Dhabi. Um, And we saw a a part crash at 290 kilometres an hour um, last race um you know could a could an accident decide the championship there's a big big possibility here too because these two will not back down and um geez I hope that we don't see a major accident here because they're both going for it tim and um I know Verstappen wants it, and Hamilton becomes the greatest of all time with eight if he wins.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a ripping finish, whichever way you look at it. Now, uh, we're all looking forward to the way the rest of this test match plays out in the whole Ashes series. These celebrations that the bowlers are having, now you get, there's, a, there's a backstory to most of them. Mitchell Stark, of course, after all the pressure that he was under. Cameron Green having broken the drought. What about getting those wickets? What about the sense of celebration? What were you like, the boy from Oak Flats?
1: Well, mate, I tried... Uh, when I took a wicket for Australia, I tried the sort of the Fred Astaire heel click um, and then I saw the, re- the re- replay up on the big screen. I decided never to do that again. It looks stupid. Um, but Mitchell Stark, yeah, yesterday he came in and he was celebrating. He was really, really pumped up. As you know, Cameron Green apologised. Um, my brother Brett had a really good celebration. I thought it was sort of the, the knockout punch or, the, or starting a lawnmower. We weren't quite sure which one it was. Um, but I think my favourite uh, is this West Indian Sheldon Cottrell that does the army salute when he gets a, he gets a wicket. Um, I think that's a, that's a great celebration. Although Glenn McGrath, he would just, uh, because he would pretty much get a wicket and then follow that with a tirade of abuse, he would just put his sleeve up to his um, mouth so the commentators couldn't lip-read the, the litany of abuse he was, he was giving the batsman. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to see some more good celebrations in this Ashes series, Tim, because there's plenty of passion and plenty to play for. I
0: know, and I've, I've, uh, it's interesting to see what bowlers have done over the years once they get a wicket. Like, Stuart McGill mm. used to look so angry. It was like, oh, he was upset about getting a wicket. But I've asked him about that, and he goes, oh, no, it's just that intense. Yeah, it's going to be a, a cracking series. I don't, don't think for one minute that Australia is going to dominate the whole few months that's it for afternoon sport today make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen big thank you to our sponsors yeah wonderful sponsors
1: in main hair care that's m-a-n-e mainhaircare.com
0: and our wonderful producer dan McHugh. thank you uh, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport we'll see you then guys take care